amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, Fitter Top Ender Stevenson. From Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft and what an incredible honour it is to speak to you on a wrestling podcast this week for a number of reasons. One, first of all, because I'm joined as ever by probably the most significant British wrestler in the history um, of British wrestling since since Big Daddy and all that. But, you know, we all know Big Daddy was great, he was shite. Um, Grado... The man who created the boom in British wrestling has been by my side through the whole run of wrestling daft, and it's always a pleasure to see him. How are you doing, Gredo? It's good, mate. Um, I want to start off, first of all, saying I thoroughly enjoyed the Scots on Monday night. thought it was funny. thought everybody was, everybody was great in it. You and Ian were great. I thought, I, do you know who I really like? Jester was brilliant, very natural. Uh, I loved it. What'd you call him? The the, the, the the guy I worked with him in Scott Scotty's Blind. What's his name? Jamie McDonald. He's hilarious. And also the boy with the blonde hair, the Lombard. Which is I can't, I can't remember his name because he's got a daft Twitter name. What is his Twitter name again? You'll find him on Twitter under the he, name Cool Jinzo. He makes me laugh on Twitter, You'll, man. You could you might know him as Romeo Taylor. You might know him as the sausage. You might know him as the smoking baby. Uh, you might know him as you know. He's got so many uh, different. His facials were making me laugh, man. His name's name Taylor Stewart. Taylor Stewart's his real name, but he's got a lot of gimmick names. That's it, Taylor. Taylor. That's it. That's it. I know it. I know it. But anyway, I've I've only watched the one because I fell asleep. And during it, mate. During it. No, but listen, I fell asleep during nothing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you for a while. We'll get onto the EW pay per view and all that. I fell asleep about three or four times, and that's no me saying that it was rubbish. It was brilliant. I love well, the pay per view. But that Grado is the second reason why it's so great. It's such an honour to be talking on a wrestling podcast just now. It's also because we, I believe, stand here as the dust is settling on what I believe is the best pay per view in. Over a decade, the best wrestling pay per view in over a decade, and we'll talk much more about that later. John, did you watch the AEW show? I did. I did. Did you, did you pay for it, John? I want, here's an interesting point. Did you pay for it? 
I did not. What? What? I did not because I don't have uh, Fight TV on my TV, so I did not pay for it. So how did you see it? Mm, I found a link. Your mate come run with a tape. Just mate, say that. For Grado, do you pay for it? Of course I did, mate. Aye. Right. I paid, okay, I paid so it. let's say this. Let's try and ignore the fact that the producer of Wrestling Daft did not fucking uh, pirated the pay-per-view. And mate, you Tony don't see Khan. the one the one at the start, mate. 250k FBI company here, though. Oh, no. Tony Khan, I just want to apologise. Uh, but hopefully you'll like the fact that two thirds of the Wrestling Daft podcast it paid for the pay-per-view, and I know a lot of people, Grado, who paid for that pay-per-view. Well, mate, they've got that's us. They got they got forty bar off me and you. So we, you know, we've 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 lined Tony Khan with forty bar. Well deserved. I thought the twenty pound was well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Um, but it was too long, man. I disagree. I thought it was too long, mate. I thought it was too long. I I started watching it at one o'clock, and I didn't finish it to about the back of eight at night. And I kept falling asleep. It wasn't that long. It wasn't seven hours long. <laughs> no, but, 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 but with it, just I kept for right, right. Can I? What, what, can I? Can I agree? My opinions about the show. What I, what I loved about it. Let's do it later. No, we need to date right, later. Okay, date bit, later. A bit. Let's see right. what the punters have been saying about other stuff other than uh, the greatest pay per view in over a decade. Uh, Thomas got in touch. Says, "All right, lad. What's your thoughts on fans saying WWE's finished yet they're more profitable than they were during the actual era? Is the only person that's wrestling that's in wrestling is the only person in wrestling." Sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> is the only person is the only person in wrestling that's not a Mark Vince? He's playing everybody like a cheap fiddle. Right, Thomas, I'm going to answer that. We all know that the WWE is making more money now than they did in the Attitude Era, right? We know that the WWE are doing beautifully well, making loads of money, doing nothing. But that is not what we, as wrestling fans on a wrestling podcast, care about. What we care about is what we enjoy, and also what we care about is what we perceive, because believe you me, in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, when we look back on this era of wrestling, and that's what wrestling fans like today, they like to look back on the past of wrestling, they like to look back on history. When we look back on this period in 10, 20 years' time, nobody's going to be talking about the WWE. (laughs) This period of time just now, the narrative the fucking story, the buzz is all about AEW. Do you think we're going to be looking in 20 years' time, we're going to be looking back and going, do you remember that time Alexa Bliss challenged Charlotte for the for the Raw Women's title? Fucking not a chance. Are we going to be looking back and we're going, are we going to say, do you remember that night everybody was expecting Daniel Bryan to come out and fucking Adam Cole came out with his wee skinny arms flapping and then he came out and Tony Khan went, this wee guy's got to be a fucking heel and made him a fucking heel. And then Daniel Bryan came out. That's what we're going to be reminiscing on. Wrestling's all about perception. It's all about money. It's not. It's never just been about money, the bottom line. It's been about perception and legacy and making history. That's what I'm talking about, Tom. Well, see, Rob, I'll tell you what, but the, the, there's been a quick shift in the last couple of weeks, by the way, and it's no, it's no showing any signs that it's stopping. Because it's actually quite mind blowing, right? See, at the start of AEW, and there was a couple of jumps, right? You had who did we have at the start? Jericho, right? Jericho, right? And then you had your your Bullet Club and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. Luke and whatever, right? That's by the by. But how quickly this this tide is turning? Because 
they're running out. Of, I'm telling you, it's the the, the the amount of talent WWE are losing. Right, you've got Adam Cole the other night. You've got Brian Danielson. Right, Bray Wyatt. He's going to end up there, isn't he? Right. There's talk now that Kevin Owens' contract's going to be up soon. He's going to do the jump. Kevin Owens is is the the perfect fit for oh, AEW. So, mate, bang on, mate. And he, he he's got to be a set. It just it, how quickly that even a couple of months ago I wouldn't have considered. Know that they need to challenge them, but it's just now you're right, mate. AEW is the best. I, I could I could watch that no bother, absolutely no bother. It's cool. It's what I love. What I love most about wrestling is getting surprised, right? Yep. See the other night when I came on with Brian Anderson and, and Adam Cole, I was fucking jumping. Out, I was jumping out of my bedroom and all that. Yeah. Safety was texting me, going, what are you doing up there? I'm going, the wrestling's brilliant. You might eat, Ken. I'm trying. <laughs> to she doesn't give a fuck, Ken. This guy had him cool, right? He was in WWE, right? And we saw how he was in the WWE's contract, and he turned up and all of that, right? This other guy turned up. And I'm just going to keep Look, there he is. Look, there, there I'm seeing that guy. There, there, there's me with him in, two, in 2014. <laughs> that's me and him there. Well, that's him in the telly, right? And he was in WWE, right? And now that's season eight. She's like, cool. But, mate, that's, that's so... It was cool, mate. It was cool. The punk stuff. It's like wrestlers now, man. Fuck, that's the place to be, man. Well, this is the thing. When AEW launched, right? When it launched and when they had, you know, the first pay-per-view, right? Even before AEW launched as a thing and they had that first pay-per-view, right? And it was cool at that time because it was an alternative, because it was a new thing. That was what made it cool, kind of. It was like, oh, these guys are doing this themselves. Who's this Tony Khan guy? What is this? It's a new thing. So it was cool because of that. The big question for a wrestling company, for a wrestling promotion, when they when they appear out of the blue like that, is can they convert the cool of being just the new thing, the new toy, that the alternative to WWE, can they convert that cool into a genuine coolness? And a genuine coolness that's there because of the fucking content, because of what they do, because of what they've done, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done. And it took them a bit of time to get there. They were cool, and then they had a bit of a lull, I think. They had a bit mm. of a lull, but no. It was a pandemic, hit, or up. The, uh, pandemic and all. They have hit their stride, and they and they just feel it's cool in a different way. You know, it's cool because you're like, it's, it's almost like a new feeling to me, or it feels like a new, it's been so long since I felt it. I'm like looking forward to a wrestling show. I'm looking forward to Dynamite. I, I'm you looking know forward to Ramp. It's, it's like a new feeling. And there's no that, you know how at the start you're going... God, Christ, this guy's putting in a hell of a lot of money for these big wrestlers, right? You're thinking mm-hmm. to yourself, right, 100,000 buys all day, everybody paying a score each. That's two million bucks and change, right? Mm-hmm. Think of the merch they're going to sell. I bet yep. you every single punter in that crowd the other day bought at least a T-shirt, bought at least something. Yeah. And then the amount of folk buying their T-shirts online, and then they're back again, probably sold out wherever the fuck they are on Wednesday. They, they're going to be making money soon. And the their ratings are good. It just feels now, it feels, it's cool now. It's I'm just very, very curious cool. as well. And at the minute they're cool, you will get, you know, you will get guys at WWE. Obviously, you get a Kevin Owens, his contract's kind of running out, and you think, well, he's definitely going to go. But there must be this is the this is the thing that the WWE don't want, which is new talent coming up, suddenly going, Maybe I don't want to go to the WWE Performance Center. Maybe I mm-hmm. don't want to fucking go to NXT. Maybe I want to. Go to AEW. Maybe I want. Maybe that's where I want to go now. I think if I'm a young wrestler coming up, and I'm doing well on the indies and all that, am I want to go to NXT? Am I fuck? Am I want to go any Raw? Even fucking no. 
And it might sound crazy to say that, but me speaking personally, if I was a wrestler then I'd be like, fuck the WWE, man. I don't like being a fucking WWE. You know what I mean? It's it's a joke, the new. It's kind of a joke. Anyway, back to the punters. It's good button it. That's good button it. Stephen says, what's the chances John can get caught a personality played on Bowie at breakfast at some point? Come on, John. Do you know what? It got played last week. It's a wee Easter egg in Bowie at breakfast. If you listen, every Wednesday we play a game called oh, Stop no. the Bus, right? Which is a great, bre- great breakfast show, by the way. Bowie. It's a very good breakfast show. It's a very good breakfast show. Right. Right. So I, we- I press the button. I press the buttons that go, anybody want a song, just tweet me and I'll play a wrestling song for you. All right, okay, this is for this is the battle of the breakfast shows now. Gradle works in Go Radio, I work in a rival radio station called Clyde One. Um, and yeah, I played Cult of Personality as the winning song for our little game Stop the Bus. Uh, and someone, uh, and then today, I played Brock Lesnar's theme. Nobody knows what the hell it is, it's just a little victory song. So the uh, Brock Lesnar's theme got played on Bowie at Breakfast today. A little Easter egg in there for the wrestling fans. Uh, Beard the Bruno sent in a nice picture of Adam Cole sitting in Stuart Little's motor, which is just makes me laugh. Because <laughs> obviously I've been obviously I've been slagging off Adam Cole for ages about him being in NXT and being too tiny and all that. Listen, but this is the thing about he booking. looks good, didn't he? Now? he looks good now, didn't oh, he? Oh, don't know. Oh, don't. This is the thing about booking and using somebody, right? I've always said all oh, along, Adam Cole can wrestle, right? I'm just saying, don't push him up to the top as main event and sell him as this like. You know, big fucking dude that can kick everybody's ass. Stick him as a heel in AEW along with the fucking elite, and it works. Aye. That's right. You know what I mean? It, and suddenly it, we can fucking enjoy we can enjoy what he's being sold as. This is what it's all about. How you package somebody. Because he already kind of has what? His theme tunes are banger. I mean, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to that. But yeah, bang on, mate, because you, even right away, like although they do, they done the like like Cole right away and they never really spent much time in like what will this guy be doing in EW it was a matter of that right he's coming in and he's going to be muckled up with elite like he's no it was just done if mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's where was... he's going to be they never even gave him time to like go right what am I going to do he, that's how he's got his place he's going to be a hanger on yeah and it's Which is and not a bad thing no 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 because you're I mean you know, we'll talk about all this later, right? Ah, but, I know, man. But he, you know, I mean, what, what the fuck? But uh, but you know, you use a guy right and use people to their strengths, and you know, and and that's what they do so well at AEW. Um, Jamie says he's taking the kids to see WWE at the Hydro in a couple of weeks. Oh, I've no, uh, I would quite like to go there. Hey, eh? it's like in the fortnight. Aye, Aye. 20, 20, is it sold out? 20, no, I don't think it is. Twentieth September. I've got a ticket for it, but um. I'm, I, I don't know, it's Smackdown, so Big Roman will be there, so I'm quite looking forward to that. I might go and get catch COVID or something. Get Grado a one-night deal, says Jamie. This is Drew McIntyre or pairing with each other. Kids wouldn't be the only ones, Martin, at some pop. Hopefully persuade Grado to get back to ICW. Any comments, right. Grado? Well, I, I know I'm, I know that the, the, the two guys running the loop are two of my mates, so I'm going to be meeting them anyway to get a wee drink. I don't know if I'm going to go to the show, but I'll see. Um... I can't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> who, you meet, who you meeting, Grado? Who you meeting, Abyss? Uh, uh, I don't want to say in case, oh, right. in case I listen to the show and they say, did you fucking say I was in charge and I thought night's time? Right. <laughs> Off the back of DJ Solenke, the Arsenal DJ who plays wrestling teams, um, who was on the show, and thanks so much, my man, for coming on. We asked what theme should your team run it to? Stevie says Hornswoggle's theme for Celtic Paradise, because he's a leprechaun, Irish thing. 
very good. Well done, Stevie. Ian says the British Bulldogs team, Royal Britannia, Ibrook Stadium would go down a treat. I'm sure it would. We've definitely done something like this before. Uh, Yang, so Giza Gobble the Gooker says Manchester City should come out to the million dollar man team. <laughs> Rangers should come out to American uh, Undertaker's American Badass team because that's the one he used when he came back to the dead. <laughs> I <don't understand. laughs> uh, has flagged up a new interactive movie that's coming to Netflix and I wanted to talk about this as well. It's in October and it sees the Undertaker setting a trap for the new day at his mansion and viewers get to decide their fate. I mean, I am really looking forward to this. So it's a, a Netflix interactive movie. What's an interactive Undertaker. movie? Starring the Undertaker and the New Day. Basically, you watch it, Grado, and then it points at it, it'll stop, and you can decide what happens next. Oh, that's what is that for the range, I think. Is that for the range? It's for me, Grado. I know you would have been to all that, Kieran, and I can I'm tell you. Oh, where will we press? Why should we press? Will we go left? Will we go right? Move on. Where will we press? <laughs> hey, that's all my favourite stuff you're talking about, man. <laughs> Duck, duck. <laughs> Here, strap yourselves in, right? Because Roscoe's got a point to make on AEW, right? Oh, that's a big bit here, mate. No, yeah, this is a big load of text. You're going to need the voice, Grab. You're going to need the voice. Aye, we need to, aye, give us... Okay, so here's Roscoe, give right? Give us like so, your, your kind of university kind of... I like that when you do that. Here's Roscoe talking about AEW, right? So, signing Jericho raised... <laughs> raised an eyebrow and was the first indication that the AEW were serious as, you know, <laughs> Chris Jericho had previously stated he'd be a Vince man for life. Nothing then really grabbed my interest until Punk and then Danielson. These are two massive statements of intent and they are 100% competition for Vince, but there are real challenges ahead. One, <laughs> Punk and Danielson are in their 40s and most of the big names have signed are the same or even older. Omega is in his late 30s. Even Moxley, Rhodes, Miro, and Nick Jackson are 35 plus. <laughs> How much mileage is there in punk, BD, Christian, etc., and pushing 40 plus stars? Is that not what Vince gets criticized for? And my concern number two is they have a <laughs> roster full of bona fide stars, 88 men and 23 women, but only four them. hours of TV and four pay per views per year. How will they all get the opportunities they crave? They have a 111 talents with more big names on the way, and WWE lists 206 with at least 27 of them non-wrestling. So really 179 over seven hours across four <laughs> brands. Sooner or later, there's going to be frustration and lack of opportunity. My concern number three is this. <laughs> greater creative input. Sounds fantastic, but in reality, if you give everyone greater creative input, then nobody truly has meaningful creative input unless you genuinely have 111 pro wrestlers who are doing it for the sport, not for themselves. If it's the latter, then the biggest names will run the show. Creative input should be reserved for character development only. Otherwise, it could descend into chaos, a la WCW. My concern number four. <laughs> Wage bill. It would be naive to think that these big names left WWE or turned it down for tuppence. <laughs> Vince can afford to pay high six and seven figure wages because of billion dollar deals, enormous global merchandise sales, 12 PPV per annum and network subscriptions outside USA. AEW won't have any of these deals until it starts to regularly get WWE level viewing figures and has eight fewer PPDs. How long can the cans realistically take the hit in the absence of these revenue streams? The biggest thing AEW has going for it just now is that WWE, Raw in particular, is shite. 
<laughs> I hope it stimulates another boom in wrestling, which elevates all content, but I fear it's creating its own problems. And Vince is happy to wait that out. Well, I was interested in Roscoe, but I think just I would say just don't worry about it. I mate. <laughs> Neil says off the back of watching the Scots, this month's pun in should be using wrestlers' names as insults. I'll kick it off with Mick Tolley. Uh, so let's get it set for next week. Wrestling it, insults, it, uh, swear words. Swear words. Is, it, is this guy yeah. suggesting that all of the Scots says is just people insulting each other all the time? Could be true. And if you want to get in touch, and remember you can watch the Scots by the way on BBC iPlayer, just know the whole Nicky Bellend. Yes! Nicky Bellend's a belter. Uh, the whole of the Scots is on iPlayer, just know the whole series. You can watch it. Search The Scots with two Ts. Scots with two Ts on iPlayer to watch it. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. Mr. Coco. Prick McManus. All right, all right. Prick McManus. Uh, good, good, good. Mun- good. Munter Hust Helmsley. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we like to separate the bad for the good in wrestling than any other pay-per-views this year from the all-outs. <laughs> right, guys. Let's talk about what we want to pull over and what we want to bury. I want to pull over AEW All-Out 2021, which I believe is the best pay-per-view in over a decade, lads. I thought it was brilliantly booked. I thought it was full of bangers. I thought it was exciting. I thought it sent the fans home thrilled and excited for the future. Gredo, I know you fell asleep a couple of times. What were your thoughts? Right. Love the pay-per-view. I thought Eddie Kingston and Miro was tremendous. Let's start there. I love that. Because that was my favourite match of the night. That was my wow. favourite match of the night. That was my favourite match of the night. Really? so fucking lutely I loved it. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, loved the two big guys going at each other. I loved Eddie being able to pull out all his old Japan pro wrestling stuff, his screams and his chops and all that. I just, I just loved it. And listen, that crowd was so behind Eddie, man. You know, and at a point you thought he'd won it. Mm-hmm. No, fuck it, one another. I loved it. I loved it. Sometimes what an op- we- and what an opener. But I, again, brilliant Putin. What an opener, Gredo. No, I mean- it was, but do you know what? Do you know what was annoying? But that's that match been second. They were too similar. What Moxley's match? Uh, 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 do you know what? I, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. But I, it don't just, think I, so. I don't know. It just was a bit. Like, the I, I get that, Gredo. I get a wee that. bit, man. A wee yeah. bit. A wee bit. But it's it's no. I mean, there's other wee daft things that annoyed me during that show as well. Like the two the two count outs that annoyed me. I I, I couldn't I couldn't get over that. That nobody, nobody, like none of the, the, what do you call it, the, the producers, like went and said, oh, we're doing that. Do you know what I mean? You see the see Jericho coming out and running in at the nine and then Darby Allen did the same thing. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you you could have done that. You thought we got that backstage at fucking Larbertton Hall. It just surprised me, but there's nothing wrong with it. It just wanted them, but just it buried it when, when Darby well, Allen did it because Jericho we're really, did it. We're really, you know, we're, we're be, really being. No, listen. That, that, that Very is that, picky that, here, right? No, I'm only. I'm. I'm it didn't annoy me. It didn't annoy me. I'm just saying I was surprised that it happened. I'm just was surprised that they let that happen. Um, right. Well, I'm just going to get other wee bits and bobs that I didn't like as well. I didn't like Jericho's entrance. The guy playing the guitar. He's gone too fast. <laughs> uh, 
And Suzuki turning up was brilliant. That was superb. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. I didn't like the, the tag team match in the cage. Oh, you didn't no. like it. Oh, no. You didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. Because I've said before, right? I've said, no, how many times, John, have I said uh, that I'm just no, I'm, you know, I'm just not sure about them. It's you know not, what I mean? I'm mate. It just, uh, any... Cage match or tag match or. The 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 kind of matches I love just the boxing in general. I've sometimes I've said to you before, like I'm I'm just no I don't I don't see it when people say they're the best tag team in the world. Do you know what I mean? And I've sometimes I'm just kind of like I don't see it. Right, see what I I fucking love that match, man. Did you really? I was see see towards the end of that match, I was out my chair, man. I thought it was I thought it was an amazing match, and I just. I just, I just thought it was great, man. I just thought it was one of the. I just thought it was one of the matches where you just can't argue. You can't go, you know. You can't say. I'm just surprised you didn't like. No, it. well, I'm just saying that I didn't enjoy it. It's just not my scene. I, I mean, it's fucking spectacular the stuff that they do, but like that doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't get. Ray no. Phoenix is unbelievable. He's but he has to be up there as one of the. Who's best. that? Agreed. Right. Ray Agreed. Phoenix. Oh, the, the both of them are fucking minted. Pentagon as well. I agree. I, I agree with you there, John. But for me, it was the Bucks who who were amazing in that match. Yeah, I thought they were just spectacular in that match, and I thought, and it's also that thing where you're like, these guys are brilliant heels, man. You know what I mean? They came in really annoying heels. You want to get beaten all through that match. You're like, look at these fucking hey, bastards, man. You know what I mean? That. Like you, you, you know, they were so great playing heels and in that high-impact match. And it's difficult to be a heel in a match when you're doing all that cool shit they're doing, you know what I mean? But they, they still pulled it off really well. And that was it was one of the moments where I thought to myself, I can see it now. I get it now, you know what I mean? Because um, I've always just been a wee bit, I've blown a wee bit hot and cold on them. But I thought when it when it came to the bit, they, they, they put Penta and Ray Phoenix, who are beautifully in the, the moment at the end with the, with the Waynes and stuff like that, been covered in blood. Getting, getting his ring covered in blood. Oh man, it was just brilliant, man. It was brilliant. I thought, you know, no, I, mean? I just, it's just not my thing. It's, it is spectacular to watch, but I just, I'm going I mean, it's not my kind of too match. Long, too long, too long. It's not my kind of match either. However, you know, and, and I did say that my favourite match of the night was was uh, the the Miro and Eddie Kingston one. Um, I'm a big fucking Mark for too anyway, though. You know what I mean, but. Um, and it was Punk something and Darby like, was, was brilliant. Punk, oh, Punk, Punk and Darby. I mean, fuck, there's so much to talk about here. Mm. Punk and Darby Allen was just a tremendous wrestling match. And it was kind mm. of not what I expected either. It was a beautiful, slow build and all that. And made Darby Allen look like a fucking million bucks and all. Do you think Darby uh, Allen cut, cut, uh, carried Punk a wee bit in it? No, not at all. Nah. No, not nah. at all. Not at all. What you saw there was, what you saw there was a, a fucking veteran pro in there, taking his time, pacing it, um, working with a young guy. But see at the point, see the turning point of the match when Darby Allen went for the coffin drop and he did the fucking sit-up? Oh, that was class. For that point on, you were just like, there's fucking CM Punk. It, it like, was, to that it, point on, you were like, here we fucking go. And it, the, the timing of that sit-up was unbelievable. And it also told the story that he has been at the ring for seven years. Mm-hmm. They didn't go in and start not fuck out one another and... Then the hockey punch fight, which they they done in I don't know if they done it in a tag match or they done it in I can't remember where they done it with the 
punching folk back and forth. But I thought it was a p- perfectly paced match, man. Brilliant, and I love these sights. Oh, these sights were tr- Oh, I love them. Oh, Christ. Like the colours, Phil. Like the colours. says something about CM Punk as well, about what we all know about the guy, which is how creative he is and how much he thinks about wrestling and how, mm-hmm. how much he thinks about the storytelling in wrestling. That in all the fucking interviews he was doing before this match, he was saying, I don't want to take that coffin drop. I don't want to take it. I don't want to take it. You know what I mean? And you didn't even think to yourself that this is a storytelling party or anything like that. You were just thinking, that's a guy going, oh, that looks like it's going to be sore to take that. You know what I mean? And kind of joking about it. And then when it came to that point in the match where he's just like, he's this old pro getting back up to speed and he's kind of hanging, he's doing the wee Bret Hart nods and all of that kind of stuff, you know, with the, you know, at the start of the match when he was doing the kind of wee, the wee kind of reaction, the wee facial reaction and stuff. Beautiful storytelling, slow paced, getting his pace up, gets up to the coffin drop part of the match and then just that kind of, that sit up. And then suddenly you were like, oh man, here we fucking go. You know what I mean? And Sting coming in for the horn shake. No, it was fucking great, man. It was beautiful, wasn't it? It was beautiful. Yeah, that, absolutely that, brilliant. I, I, maybe, maybe that was my favourite match. Do you know what? It's just because of that opener and how 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 the crowd were at the the opening, and it just set the tone for the for the show, didn't it? With all the expectations, here's the, here's the amazing thing about the Miro and Eddie Kingston match. All the expectations about this pay per view. Everybody's watching it for Punk, right? Really, casuals are tuning in to see Punk. Punk is what they were selling it on, right? I mean, that's just a fact, right? But also, there were other matches on it that had been built up well, a lot of storytelling behind it and all that. That wasn't the case with the Miro and Eddie Kingston one. It was flung together quite quickly over the, over the space of a couple of weeks. But regardless of that, the guys managed to cut a couple of promos on each other, do a wee bit of business, managed to sell the match, get in the ring and had an absolute fucking barnstormer that the crowd were completely into. And just set, just that kicked the whole night off in a, in a beautiful way, you know what I mean? Uh, hey. It's tough today. It's difficult to do that. Right, hey man, I'm on. fed up talking about wrestling there, man. What else has been going on? Sorry, moving on. Uh, let's see what the let's see what the punters are saying. Uh, David wants to put over Tony Khan. There's only one Tony Khan, and he wants to put over AEW for making me fall back in love with wrestling again. Cameron wants to put over Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. Best match I've seen in years. Pop so much at the end. I must have been like Rab when they referenced the four pillars of heaven during the Miro and Eddie Kingston match. Absolutely, that was one for us. That was a match for me. Finally, finally, after watching fucking wrestling for the past 10 years, they put out a match that was for a guy like me. That was for me, that match. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. You know, you're saying there, Grado, that the Young Bucks, that style of match, no for you, right? Aye. But there was matches that were for you on the curve. Oh, 100%. And this is the fucking difference. Variety. If you watch a w- variety, exactly. You watch WWE, the whole fucking show might not be for you. You know what I mean? Whereas if you watch the AEW, you kind of go, suddenly I'm a guy who's into fucking Kenta Kabashi and all that, and it opens up, and I'm I'm basically I'm basically seeing Eddie Kingston fucking cha- ch- channeling Kenta Kabashi and all that. Right. I'm like, this is for me. This is what I'm wanting. Um, CM Jake says, easy one this week, put overall out. Probably the best North American pay-per-view I've seen in the last 20 years. Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks might be the best match I've ever seen. Um, Chris wants to put over uh, DJ Solenke very interesting guest good interview seemed like a great bloke was a great bloke and wants to bury CM Punk for no trying to kiss Darby Allen. would have been nice to be honest we'd be happy to fuck off all talk of WWE it's 89% dog shit cancelled my network subscription signed up to AEW and fighting Steve as cruel as it sounds only thing I can say about WWE now is Vince dying that's a bit much <laughs> let me tell you this and this is what I think nobody is predicting properly see when Vince goes God forbid the day Vince ever does actually die. The WWE's done. 
Everybody's so. talking like the WWE is going to be so much better after Vince goes. Mark my fucking words. Cut this snippet out if you want to, and play it back to me in twenty years' time if I'm wrong. The WWE's done when Vince is away. Vince is the WWE. So when he's away, don't expect that something magical is going to happen. It's done when he's gone. That's why I think there might be truth in the rumours that Vince is wanting to sell up or whatever, you know what I mean? Because I think probably within the family they know. You don't have this fucking Energizer bunny behind all this. It's fucking game over. Tony, wants, Tony Khan should buy it off. Oh, Paul wants to put our great shows all weekend. Smackdown, Tease and Demon Valor. GCW War Games, then the AEW pay-per-view. Great time. Oh, I, 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 see, I saw the clips of Matt Cardona and uh, the... Uh, would you call him Moxley stuff? Oh, that was good. Yep. Yeah. Great time to be a wrestling fan. At my first show in 19 months this Sunday, buzzing to be back at the asylum for ICW. And he wants to bury Nick Khan joking to BT Sport when making Raw a four-hour show. Joke's on him. Nobody's watching. <laughs> Pablo's Vault of Horror wants to put over Trevor Murdoch and his NWA world title victory and how gracious and complimentary he's been about former champ Nick Aldis in interviews. And wants to bury WWE's continued downward spiral further down into the cesspit that is sports entertainment. Pablo wants to put over the return of live wrestling in Glasgow, ICW last week, WWE at the end of the month. Maybe a Grado's family wrestling bash for the Wayne soon. Grado, any chance of a wrestling bash anytime soon? I was talking to the Pavilion today, so we're going to get something arranged pretty soon. So that's good that somebody's, that's kind of gave me a wee bit of buzz then, actually. Aye, aye, we want to, I want to do a family show soon. I want to do book, a family bash. Are you booking your pal Rabbit at any point? Aye, I'm turning. Can't do something, Grado. You said yeah. that in your last two shows, John. You kind of get physical. You'd get your next <laughs> I'll let you do backstage interviews for the DVD extras. Jimbo, Jimbo says, watching the Miro versus Kingston match for all out, the camera work was perfect when Miro had the accolade locked in. Just one camera. By the way, so I keep calling you out. Rab, you, you know how um, I always used to remember how you you loved his uh, entrance music when he was, what was his name again? Vladimir. No, Rusev. Rusev. Mate, his AEW music's amazing. It's brilliant. There's so much good music in the AEW. It's like, what do you even fucking... All my wains, all my wee babies, not that late. One and a half years old, we're nearly two, coming up for two. I'll walk about the house going like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Sing it, <laughs> Sing Jungle Boys music. Aye. What do you make a uh, wow thing? Ding, 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 ding. It's not the version of Wild Thing I would have chosen, but I like it. It's a guy that sings it in real life, isn't it? Aye, well, there's lo- there's like a few different versions right. here, but I mean, is that the first time you used it on Sunday night? No, 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 he's used right. it before. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I sad. I'm going. That's fucking. I love wild Orange. Thing. I love Orange Cassidy's. Where is my mind? Love that. Fucking love it. Man. I don't think it suits his character. Oh, it does, man. I mean, I, I that kind of slacker, laid back. It's perfect, John. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. It's perfect. Oh, I love Orange Cassidy's. I love Orange Cassidy. By the way. I think Orange Cassidy's fucking brilliant. Aye. John wants to put over. I know you. I, 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 I know I, you're I, a Carnet fan, Grader. John did, wants listen, to. Listen, oh, so, do you know? I did, did, I, did I tell you? See that? I didn't know he was in the background. I was. I was with him all day, and I didn't even realise it. Years Who? later. Right. See that. See that um, video. Right. Where, remember when I met Steve Austin? Aye. Right. He was with me. Who was Orange Cassidy? I didn't even was know he? it. It was uh, Andrew Dice Clay. He's like, oh, it's. Uh, I feel bad saying this, right? But apparently, it's like the only footage online of Orange Cassidy, a character. Wow. Because you know he's, you know, everywhere he's in character. Everything he does is in character, and he's with me in the bathroom, kind of laughing and all that. And it's weird we, to see. Why don't we try and get him on the show? We we should reach out to him and try and get him on the show because 
We should. Uh, let's see if we can, because that would be interesting to interview a guy like Orange Cassidy, how laid back he is and all that. Be interesting to do it. John wants to um, put over AEW for reminding me how enjoyable it can be to be a wrestling fan and wants to bury the Undertaker New Day interactive Netflix thing. Sounds shite. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Stevie wants to put off CNCM Punk Wrestling again after seven years. Great match to boot. And wants to bury Jim Ross not knowing that the cage team match, the cage tag team match was a tornado tag team match and that you can't tag out. And Luke wants to put over AEW for getting me to give a shit about wrestling again. Feels like that I should hear about without all the problematic stuff. Listen, everybody seems to agree. There's only one Tony Khan. One Tony Khan. See, before we wrap this up, what did yes. you, Rob, I want to know, so did you watch it live? Yes. Right, and... Up to five in the morning. So did you know that Danielson and Adam Cole were debuting? No, I did a hell. Obviously, no. uh, obviously, everybody suspected that Brian Danielson was going to appear. I so, thought the Adam Cole hang... I mean, he only stopped his contract the other day, didn't he? No. Aye, so when, when the show ended and, and the heels are in the ring and they're like, maybe he's going to stop his new... Aye. And then, yes, and yes. then the lights went out. Aye. I was like, here he is. Aye. But and then it was Adam, and I was like, "Really?" And I had Aye. a wee moment where I was kind of like, "All cool, oh, right, man. cool." I mean, it's Aye. still cool; it's a cool surprise. But I was kind of like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. And then when he came in and turned to you, I knew right away. I was like, "Are they going to fucking also bring out? Are they going to? Are they going to do this?" And that's what I love about AEW because sometimes you go to yourself, "Oh my god, are they going to do this now?" And then they do it. Like they they, they meet your expectations. They give you what you want. It's that thing I, I said it before on this. The AEW gives you what you want. WWE, they take pleasure in no giving you what you want and giving you something else. You know what I mean? Or pissing you off or confounding you. That's, I tell you what, but the best thing, the best, I know I've said it already in the night, but the best thing about wrestling for me is being surprised and being like, oh my God. And that is the first time since, well, since Drew turned up in ICW because I never knew about it. Well, I had whispers that he was there. But that was like, oh my god, and I can't think any other time, like really, in the last ten years, where I felt like that, where I went, he's actually there, look, and it just, oh, I fucking loved it. it thinking of it, also just like, think of the fucking matches you can Aye. be getting in AEW now. I mean, like oh, seriously, think of the mm-hmm. matches. I mean, I've got my, I'm, I'm just seeing that stuff about Kevin Owens. I'm thinking Owens and Punk as well. I mean, where do you even Again, start? You know. Of Owens, and Owens Punk fought out with the. They must have done stuff. They, they, they would have wrestled in Ring of Honor, I would imagine. If no Ring of Honor, somewhere not be, else. Not be they, their paths didn't cross in the WWE, though, did they? No. Nah, mm. Oh, man. I, I mean, just Aye. think Omega, da- Omega Danielson. I mean, just oh, some mouthwatering kind of matches on there, isn't there? Like, and Hangman Page isn't even. I mean, Hangman Page yeah. isn't even on that card either. Where was he knowing it? He's uh, taking time off because uh, Mrs. is pregnant. Aye, paternity leave, oh. I think. Um, but there's, there's just there's just so many options, you know, and and yeah, there's just so many options. But they're all over 30, mate, so it's going to be uh, a struggle. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 
Yeah. And now it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to be a run-in. Come on and talk wrestling, talk nonsense, talk whatever you want. Uh, we have a very special late in the day run-in here. We put a yeah. shout out on a uh, Twitter social media network, uh, enjoyed by many veterans of stage and screen. And we asked if anybody would like to run in, and indeed, someone has decided to run in. It is Evil Ninja Phil. Evil Ninja Phil Phil is a name I recognise very well. Phil Doyle is connected to the audio now. Using the power of Zoom to connect the audio, he will also connect his imaging device. Some call it a camera, some call it a webcam, different things you can use. Can I tell you who I was in Zoom in the night, Rab? Who were you Zoom in the night? Uh, Boy George. How are you doing, mate? Sorry. My goodness. Hi, Phil. Welcome to the show. It's an absolute pleasure to see you. Pleasure to see you guys now as well. I've never used Zoom before, so this is all very new to me. Oh, well, you got, you've got quite a good professional-looking setup, considering well, you've you, never used Zoom before. <laughs> no, we're um, my work never used it. We went straight to Teams. Teams was like ah, I've oh, heard a lot of good things uh, about Teams. Yeah. Now, can I just? I just need to take a pause here, Phil, because see, before you joined us, Grado said to me, "Do you know who I was on Zoom with all night?" Boy George, I was. So, the actual Boy George. Why are we Aye, on George Zoom with Boy George? It's funny because I was like, I wonder what he's going to come on Zoom. Is he going to come on, is his Zoom name going to be Boy George? But it, no, it was George O'Dowd. So it was Never mind George. that, Gredo. Why are we on Zoom with Boy George? Oh, I was interviewing him. I was interviewing him. So it was because he's going to be at a festival soon. So And he was actually wearing glasses, very, very similar to Phil's. Phil Doyle. Was he, and was he, was he all right? He was Spider-Man. brand new, man. He was wearing a hat that looked like Undertaker's. <laughs> He loves a hat, did he, have, like, did he have the neck stuff? Because he always kind of paints his neck black for his neckline. Did he do no, that? He lost a bit of weight. He lost a bit of weight. He only did that when he was a wee bit heavier. Ah. He, he's lost a bit of weight and he didn't do that anyway. Good idea. See, he we... was going like that, but he was going like, he goes, what's all this? What's that? What's all this? And he goes, oh, well, I'm a wrestler. He goes, oh, really? And all that? Like, WWE, and I'm going, no, I will, TNA. Like, oh, Grado, oh, he retired, did he? Yeah. Um, me and Jen are big fans of the Real Housewives programs, right? Mm-hmm. And on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's a lassie called Dorit on it, right? Dorit, her name is, and her man is called PK, right? Her husband. They live in Beverly Hills in a big house. And PK, her husband, is Boy George's manager. Wow. So I wish you knew P- that. Nice. I wish I knew that now. So PK was probably involved in setting up your interview. Well, do you know what? I've got a feeling that PK was kind of sitting next to him, right? Because probably, was, mate, probably. Because he was, and he was gone like this. See, when I was kind of talking away, you could see he was going, hey, what are you, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that way he was going to, boy, John was kind of oh, sitting there, and I'm kind of like, oh, God. Him, but he's gone, <laughs> he's gone, he's going, what are you, this guy? See, he's quite funny. Did the bit... Did you see? Did you see the guy that was sitting beside him? No. No, but he kept looking to him and he kept looking to him and all this because I was because I was telling about I was telling him about um, how I've no wrestled and I've got ring rust and stuff like that and he was he wanted to know me about that and it's kind of you were interviewing him. You were interviewing him. You know, I, I, obviously I had to get myself over. You know what I mean? I had to get right to start. Yeah. Speaking of which, Phil, sorry, we've just been uh, chatting amongst <laughs> right. ourselves. This is like, I've not been on Zoom with Boy George. I've not been on any kind of team meetings with any celebrities until about 10 seconds ago. So I've got <laughs> no stories I could compare. No worries, Phil. How are you doing? We, we All we want when somebody comes on this show is all we want is them to acknowledge the greatness of Tony Khan and uh, <laughs> EW, really. That was going to be my you, question. Have, but... you been, have you been watching the wrestling? Yes, I watched it uh, on Monday, the day after. I didn't watch it live, but watched it on Monday, and I was trying to work at home in the lockdown and then trying to watch AEW at the same time. So it took me a bit longer, but oh, 
It was a cracking show. Please say that you never looked at the spoilers. I didn't know. It's oh. the first time in a while I've not woke up and just kind of loaded up whatever news Israel. website and just kind of checked the spoilers. I was like, a brilliant feeling, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like all the surprises and they rocked up. I mean, you kind of knew like the two guys at the end. Like, you know, um, you knew they were going to pop up because it's just been everywhere. But like when um, Minoru Suzuki turned up. Yeah, that was a big like, surprise, wasn't it? That was a great like, moment, um, man. The new Japan murder granddad that starts walking down to the ring. Yeah. Just going to smash his son to bits. It's like, oh, God, yes, just give me that. It, it was also, the beautiful thing about that moment as well was that they didn't need a, you know, this thing. I keep saying this. I keep saying this all the time. AEW <laughs> gained people what they want. They didn't need the WWE thing that they would have done, whereas he walks in and stones there on the ramp and, and yeah. you know, and looks at Moxley. And then you're kind of like, that's all we're getting. To the WrestleMania sign or whatever. Yeah, he came in and did. He came in and did about about a fucking business. You know what I mean? He came in and gave us something for the fans on the night. That was great. Entertaining the fans in the room on the night. And if you did that, that. you know that little bit, like just the two of them chatting before they started. Like you know, Moxie with like a little kind of grin in his face, like, oh god, you is it? Oh, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Everyone likes the little kind of chat, and then they just start battering each other. It was brilliant. There's also something cool about like New Japan wrestlers when they come out. To a North America crowd, even mm. back in ECW when the Japanese guys would come out, and you can see they were like they're always quite taken aback with how yeah. loud the crowd are, and you can see yeah. they're, they're loving it. And I think he loved it the other night as well. Oh, to yeah. And you can see him looking at the crowd going, This is gals. Because you know, think there's always maybe that thing if you if you're a foreign talent, right, and you're coming in as a foreign talent to make an appearance somewhere, there must be no matter how legendary you are or how legendary your status is. There must be a wee bit here that goes, what if they don't pop, man? They're gonna pop mm. Well, even you know? I'm sure uh, Punk would have said that before he came out at, at mm-hmm. Chicago. I'm sure he was still worried that like, are they gonna are they still gonna cheer for me? Even though they clearly work as in Chicago. Yeah. Like, you hear like a lot of wrestlers, they're always gonna like, you know, when they're coming back, it's like, are they are they gonna pop? Are they gonna actually react? Do yeah. you like want to come out? And, they, yeah. and that was a brilliant reaction to him. That was a knowledgeable yeah. crowd, you know what I mean? Really reacting to that. Oh, yeah, it's the perfect place for him to come out somewhere like Chicago and the whole like probably everybody knows who he is. You yeah, know, half the crowd probably got like a new Japan subscription or whatever. So like it was just yeah, it was brilliant. Very much enjoyed that entire show. I had to kind of, I mean I've got I've got that new just Japan subscription in my phone, it popped up at Reefing. We did so I had to <laughs> I had to kind of, I never watch it. I never never watch it. And I've I've it happens, I put it on for a couple of months and then I cancel it and then there'll be something next week that I that mm. I want to watch and I'll re get it again. Well I can, <laughs> I cancelled I cancelled the WWE network during the AEW pay per view Yeah. <laughs> oh, like in, the middle of, in the middle of the AEW pay per view, I went, you know what? I'm not getting any of this for WWE. Fuck it. I'm cancelling. Yeah. Although I, I can't remember the last time I sat through like an entire WWE pay per view start to finish, even like the last Rumble, even though like I'm there, I tend to make time for the Rumble because that's always really fun. Mm-hmm. But because it was, it was, it was still without a crowd the last time, wasn't it? This year, it was yeah, still yeah. like I keep the it, year before I, you had Edge, which was like a big surprise, which was really, which was, was amazing. So like, that kind of draws you back in, but. It was just kind of. I just, I just, I just watch the bits I want to watch the next day. That's why. That's yeah. why I've been for like the last couple of years. Isn't it with WWE, just kind of. I just uh, watch the bits I want, and then just kind of. Yeah. I keep it for the documentaries, Phil. Like the likes mm. of this nine eleven documentary that's coming out on Friday. That yeah. looks interesting. That looks very interesting, man. The yeah. first public gathering after, and I'm in. See right now, I'm in that. I'm in that nine eleven mid right now. You know that. <laughs> I, I want. There, I, I find up like now TV there. and like. I went down to I scrolled into what's on now TV and it was like the National Geographic and it was like 15 9 11 documentaries one after another. Well, mate, have you seen the, the President Bush one? Is that one that's on Channel 4? 
No, it's on BBC iPlayer, mate. You're gonna love it. It's great. It's that. basically nine eleven for the view of George Bush. You seen this, uh, Rab John? Because he was away to that school and no. all that, wasn't he? He was yeah, away to the school. Kinda... Which right, wrestling daft? Guess what it was called? What? Guess what the school was called? Undertaker High. Close. Mankind High. Close. Keep going. Keep going. See if we'll get it. Savage. Um, Matchman Randy Savage High. Let's go. Oh yeah. Hi. Nah. Booker T Elementary. No, <laughs> no. way. Because it's a person called Booker T, isn't it? Is that, I, don't know, is it? I love Who? that bit, by the way. I love that bit where Bush goes like that when the, the, the guy comes in and tells him he's like that. <laughs> when he's leaning in. It's been a what? <laughs> it's been a what? There's a what in a what? <laughs> but you, by the way, fair play to the guy that I'll tell you why, because see, for years I always thought, I can't even believe he sat there and done nothing. But he would have scared the Waynes. Aye. He jumped up and went, Woody fucking day. Get in, yeah. So it was very, very interesting. And the stuff about I mean, being on. I would have, I need to be honest, if it was me, it was the president, and I was in there, I'd have pulled an AK 47 out of my. I would have, I would have had an AK 47 on me. I'm the Rambo headband. I, I'm going to uh, drop me in, lads. I'll sort this out right now. Yeah, but I jumped through the window immediately. I mean, what are you supposed to do? It was very interesting that the safest place for them was in Air Force One, and they had to get that Air Force One after the run ASAP wow. and that takeoff, the, the, the premature takeoff. And right up like that, look, they are apparently yeah. felt weightless. And wow. then actually, the pilot was going, hold on a minute. He goes, there could be somebody on this plane that's uh, behind enemy lines. So don't let him come up to this cockpit. And that's what they've done. They says, nobody up to the cockpit. Because the pilot's shiny sound. <laughs> apparently, the they went on the Air Force One. They all had to like shave all their pubic hair off when they were really? on it. Because, I, because there's like... They, they were worried that because you could hide and you could hide bugs or you could hide like bomb devices in the pubic care. So when they got the president on Air Force One, they all had mm-hmm. to like get their scans to not shave all their pubes off. That was one of the first while they were taking Well, off. I hope they use Manscaped. Ah, oh, speaking of Manscaped, you can ABC. get the. Here, by the way, I've not had any. I thought we were promoting um, stuff and I've not been sent anything. Anyway, sorry, Phil. I've been drinking all day the day. I'm all over the place. So, Phil, um, is there any messages you want to put out to the audience out there? That any important messages or any information? What is it? You, what is it you do yourself for a living, Phil? Um, my actual job, job is I work in insurance in farm insurance, which is quite boring. Um, Did you say day. fire insurance? Farm insurance. Farm insurance. Wow. Yeah. wow. How does farm insurance? How, wow. How does, how does that work? Uh, is it is that like people insuring their animals as well? Yeah, animals, land, tractors, whatever they got, the big big houses they got. Whether and they said hooses then to get into the Scottish big thing. money and all that the one because yeah, yeah, you think yeah. about it, that's everything. Everything is on the farm, like yeah. the entire livelihood, everything. Yeah. See, when you're insuring a cow, are you cheaper to insure a whole load of cows? It depends on the cow. Right. What if it's, it's a good pedigree? Now, yeah, different like, different cows got different prices, right? Yeah, like Aberdeen yeah. Angus ones. They, they have like the... pedigree cows that will go like their semen will sell for like twenty five thousand pounds because oh, it's like that good a cow. You saying twenty five thousand pounds for a bottle of spunk is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, for one, for for one, we're one... in the ang- we're in the ang- game, yeah. But it's like Jesus. you know, turkey based size. You thing. try to say if I went to that firm the morning, set it ripping, wanking one of the cows off and putting in a wee <laughs> Tupperware bottle, I, I could sell that. I mean, not that local pub, but don't think so. I mean, right. I don't know. It depends what kind of pub it is, but maybe twenty-five grand. How much spunk can you get out of a cow? And one, how lot. many? Right, would it be in well, Be crass. How I'm how much there. spunk can you get out of your cow's prick with one wank? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Like I've never actually done it myself, but 
when we do insure a cow, we ask for like their vet certificate. So they kind of check the cow out to make sure it's healthy enough to be covered for, you know, the yeah. insurance, whatever. And they do note the scrotal, scrotal circumference of the cow. So mm-hmm. the circumference of the scrotal sack. And the biggest we ever saw was 43 <laughs> inches. 43 inch <laughs> fucking circumference sack. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what that volume-wise equates to sperm, but it's got to be like, you know, at least a pint glass. Ian, is it true that 2% of the UK are farmers? Yeah, something like that. I think 60% of the land in Britain is farmland, something like that, I think it is. Wow. Have you watched the Jeremy Clarkson thing? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Amazon account. But I think the worst statistic is like one person dies a week in the farming industry. Which was a white accident, falling yeah. out of a threshing machine. Yeah, arm ripped off, killed by the thing, falling out of track. Fucking anything. hell. Was that a farmer? A farmer, yeah. I guess that or, or like an employee, whatever. Yeah, they just yeah, loads of them die. It's a quite. It can be quite a dangerous business. Jesus, man. And what's the, what's the kind of mystery things that happens to like um like has what, anybody what, sorry, Grado, has anybody no. ever died trying to wank a cow? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God, wait, a minute, wait a minute. By the way, <laughs> I like how we are having all these conversations, and you can't wank a cow. Cows are cows are female, right? It's bull, wank up a bull. There's a bull you need to wank up. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're all sitting here going, Grado's like, so if I wank I'm supposed cow. to be trained in this, and I'm saying cows as well. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know. I can't picture a cow. Somebody tell these boys, head. somebody tell these boys that a cow doesn't have a willy. Quick. But yeah. Is anybody struggling to actually imagine what a cow's willy looks like? No. Because I'm just, I'm just, it's... I'm just picturing the other things. Did you think another was just eight wallies? <laughs> I'm picturing that. No, I didn't. But what I'm saying is, when I'm thinking about what do you think this, milk is? what I don't cows. Just, is he googling it? Oh no, that is a dark corner of the internet. He's googling right there. God, mate, wait, you want to see the size of this big hang man? Prize bull see, breaks penis. What did you search for? Prize bull ah. penis. Prize oh. bull breaks penis after all the over enthusiastic performance at the start of the breeding season. It can do, yeah. I've seen um, what is it's called corkscrew penis. Well, this podcast has taken a turn. Prize <laughs> I, I signed up for wrestling, daft, not farming, daft. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, the size of that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right doing a dark hole because I've got a fucking recipe for a bull's penis here. <laughs> I mean, one. I assume I assume someone's eating one. I like I'm a slip to get me out of here. I'm sh- I'm sure like parts of that has been cooked on TV or something. Phil, I would like to thank you for lowering the tone of wrestling <laughs> oh. draft. I didn't think it would wow. could be done actually. I thought that was that is a low bar as well. I feel <laughs> quite pleased with myself. Are you sure you've not been on before? Me, nah. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm not, um, I will admit I'm not a patron. Oh. So. Sorry, I was getting a bit of deja vu. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't see that coming, did I? Oh, God. Neither did the bill. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Phil, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. It's great to see another AEW and Tony Khan fan. Yeah. Uh, and what an interesting job as well, like farm insurance and stuff. I quite like to run a farm. And, and it's good talking no, it is to like, you. Like, I'm not being hanged me there. It is like <laughs> genuinely an interesting gig that. Um, yeah. Well, I'll be doing it. But after 10 years, it's not that, like as interesting as it probably is. But it is, yeah. Does he see interesting things? And it's good that we're talking about wrestling and we're having absolutely nay beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stop milking it, Grado. Quick, Phil, get out of here before any marriage. I will just mention that I, um, I was going to segue my farm chat into like I do do a wrestling podcast called Conquistables. Please uh, plug it. Conquistables. 
Conquistables, yeah. Conquistables. I'm sure I've... Conquistables.com. Probably, I've probably seen it being tweeted about. What's your I name on Twitter? Uh, my name, Evil Ninja Evil Phil. Ninja Phil. Evil. I've been following Rab for years, I think. And I, yes. I have, I have met Rab previously in the past. Very briefly. Where did we meet? It was one of the meetups for the old, um, from the old Consylvania. Old Consylvania. Where did you know follow me? 2013. I thought I did greater. I don't you do, mate. I, I can't believe I had to follow you, so. One of, one of the best Twitter has to offer. Is that right? Apparently, that's what I was told, so I had to put it in my bio, so. Right, I'll follow you, mate. I'll right. follow you so everybody, everybody out there, listen to Conquistables, particularly now that Wrestling Daft, the um, the Marks podcast is done. We could just call it Conquistables, our sister podcast now, since the cool. Marks is done. Um, I, mean, I don't make any money out of it, so anything you can throw my way would be great. What, anything we can throw you money wise? Yeah. Push, yeah. Don't push it, mate. Don't push it. Okay, that's right. That's fair. That's don't fair. push it. You know where that's the fair. you know where these prize cows are to get a wank to. So it's like you don't need. <laughs> I got all the, I got all the addresses of all kind of crazy shit, Rap. Don't you worry. <laughs> hey, I mean, thanks I so much, Phil. Right, that'll cost me my job. I'll, just to confirm, I wouldn't do that. G- no, of course, GPDR and all that sort of stuff. Of course, of course. But, you know, just DM me, Rap. DM me. Thanks, man. Right, speak soon. Speak soon. No worries. Thanks See you later, so much. Bro. See you later, bro. Take care. Pleasure. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye bye. And if you might be on the run and best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as our world heavyweight champs get first dibs, icy champs get second, and cruiserweight champions get third. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling after get yourself involved and do get involved. Get involved. You just made the list! Lists are everywhere, including in the Radio Times, where you'll find that the Scots is on at 10.35pm every Monday on BBC One Scotland, also on iPlayer, whole series on iPlayer. However, on this show, only one list matters, and that is the list of Wrestling Daft. You can vote for what you, what you want us to talk about by joining us at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Our new six-time losing nomination, the best ECW champions, was like, you need to stop offering this. Nobody wants to know about ECW. But- ECW is like ancient history. It's gone. I think it's just nice to keep putting it up as an option because it's a kind of running gag now. So Best ECW champions was once again up, but however, what won was AEW's best moment so far. And with 77% of the vote, it was the best moments in AEW that won. I'm going to do my top three now. My number one. Number three first, Rab. You're going oh, sorry. My <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> my number three. As uh, I guess it's too difficult. It is a uh, Dustin and Cody Rhodes's match way back in the day. Oh, what a shout, Rab! Forgot about that. Let's not forget about how fucking incredible that match was. Oh, this is so annoying. This is so annoying. But can I? Oh my god, I, I can't. I can't come off this podcast and I'll put over the the big show. Okay. I fucking no, sorry. I love. Well, you mean I, that I, match? I love that match. I love yep. that match. In and out, bang. In and, and, and that's why I love the, the pay per view because it was in and out, bang. We, we listen. There was a lot we never spoke about with that pay per view. We didn't speak about Jericho and MJF and how fucking into it the fans were and stuff like that. We didn't talk about um, even uh, even the the, the women's uh, battle royale Brilliant. thing, which was the one match where I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is placed right and stuff like that, and then it accelerated throughout to, to go to the end, and suddenly you know you're you're well into it. Uh, great stuff, great stuff, great stuff throughout. One minute, one minute, one minute. See how the, the, when the big show was matches, were you just getting kind of fear in case the crowd were going to turn them because it was so different to what they were kind no different to what they used to, but. But this is the thing about a good pay per view. See, see if you've got a good pay per view, the fans right. are only half asleep by the end of it. Aye. You know what I mean? If you got a good pay per view, they were still, they were up for it and they wanted Big Show to come in and leather them, and he did. Mm-hmm. And they left. Came in, leathered them, left, and it was booked exactly right. They didn't try and do a fucking half hour thing with it, you know what I mean? Anyway, number three. Dustin and Cody, that match shall not be forgotten. Number two. 
just because it shows the because it shows the versatility and the breadth of the kind of thing you can do in AEW, number two for me is going to have to be Chris Jericho and MGF's uh, wee um, wine date night soiree thing where they did the big musical number. I thought, I fucking loved that. I loved that. And I thought it was just so weird and it was so odd. And it was the first time that made me go, that's fucking MGF boy is something special. He's something special, that guy. Well, he shows everybody else up as a bad guy, doesn't he? He can do everything. But it's not just that. He can do everything, this guy. And number one, <laughs> is, for me, is going to have to be uh, CM Punk's comeback that night because that was a very special night, I think, in wrestling history that maybe I'll forget. But listen, uh, anything could have went on this list. There's multiple things that could have went on the, this list. That beautiful tribute show that they did for Brody Lee could have went on that list easily. Um, there's countless matches that could have went on that list. There's 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 fucking the end of that pay per view the other night could have went on that list. You know what I mean? I tell you what I loved, but just thinking about it when I think back to it, and it's a shame that there was no crowd for his debut. But seeing Matt Hardy Aye. in that video to the Young Bucks, that was superb. You loved that, didn't you? Oh, I loved it, mate. I loved it, and I'm just when I think about it now, man. At the time, if there was a crowd there, that they would have went absolute. Nuts. So it's and a wee bit sad for. But yeah. this is the thing I was saying about like the MGF and Jericho bit as well with the musical number. See when AEW does comedy bits as well, they did it really well. Like, see, yeah. I, I keep thinking back to I remember Chris Jericho and the ring cutting that promo on that fucking drone. It was so funny as well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which one it? Which one it? Man had these fucking drone floating there and Jericho's fucking shouting at it. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's so it's so much great. Stuff. Little bit of the bubbly. And little bit and oh fuck's sake. You know I mean, you know what I mean? Which it's was fucking, everywhere. Folk, everybody, even non-wrestling fans know, know about this that. This promotion's only been gone for a couple of years. This promotion's just great, isn't it? <laughs> this promotion's what, just fucking brilliant. Let's see what others are saying. Nice to wrestler says the parking lot brawl with best friends and Santana Ortiz. Moxley's debut. Omega Hangman versus Bucks. Brody Lee squashing Cody for the TNT title. Punk's debut. Uh, Steven says Sting's debut at winter is coming. Oh my God, with the fucking snow on it. Jesus Christ. In hindsight, it might seem low-key. But it was clear confirmation AEW was firmly playing in the big leagues. Also, Tony's react, Tony Schiavone's reaction to it was legendary. <laughs> Fucking steaming. Chris says, <laughs> Chris says, best AEW moment by far the Brody Lee tribute episode and everything surrounding his tragic death. If nobody in the company letting slip, he was out buying the rights for the song he used in his final package so his family would be able to watch it forever. Touching class act. Big. Like CM Punk said it was a big reason why he came back, why he came to AEW, because they, they behaved like a fucking class act. Chrissy says, just Ray Phoenix the other night in that cage. Sam says, hangman riding the horse into the stadium stampede. Martin, cage match all out. Derek Brody Lee destroying Cody for TNT belt. A little bit of a bubbly. The Orange Cassidy and Sting moment. Fucking that Orange Cassidy and Sting bit, man, with Sting being his wee low-key fucking chest pound. Did, did, did I ever tell you at the time the boy, boy up attacked me in the service and Shieldsy came to my door? And... <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably... Can you tie this into Sting versus Orange Cassidy? <laughs> no, right, I swear to God, this might be about two years ago, man. And I was up the tap and he didn't come to my door, right? <laughs> he fucking, I was up visiting my dad and he was walking along. And he was like, great, don't mate. He was like, God, this a big favour. <laughs> he was like, God, this a big favour, mate. Can you get me Sting's autograph? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, aye, mate. I goes, aye, mate. Just, I'll tell him what's something out, mate. I goes, don't know next time we're over in America. I, I don't know. But I'll tell him he's going, ah, it'd be great, mate. You know, he's always my favourite, man. Just, if you could, mate. <laughs> I think that's so sweet, isn't it? Isn't it? Brilliant. He's a guy. He's a guy who can get me things autograph after all these years. Daniel says, best AEW moment, Moxley's debut. Proper felt that AEW could attract big names. The pop was huge. Although I'm saying, and the pop was huge, but John has written here for me, and the poo was huge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've copied and pasted that, so that's Daniel's typo, and not Daniel. Me. You've you've written here, and the poo was huge. There's been bigger <laughs> since, but that was the first. It was the first big poo. Phil says, "I think every media scrum with Tony Khan after the pay per views because it really shows what an intelligent, enthusiastic, and handsome person he is. Beautiful <laughs> and sighted out. There's only one Tony Khan. There fucking is only one Tony Khan. Woo! Now, there's loads of more content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling dark. Bonus episodes, extra content, get involved with our community, videos of the podcast. I mean, you want to see our beautiful faces. The best way to get involved, sign up in one of your tiers, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and you can be a supporter of the show. And you need to be a supporter of this show because there's going to be amazing benefits coming up soon. We're going to start doing live stuff. There's benefits coming, let me tell you that. You might keep this show going because I'll tell you something else. It's fucking. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love to welcome you to the roster. Get ready to jump in our virtual car as we take you on a journey of debauchery. Two wrestlers on the way back for a show, both trying to pop each other. Let's get in the car and see what happens. Some match tonight, Grado. What? Some match tonight, Winter. I'll tell you something. It was a hell of a poo when you walked out. <laughs> you know, the other week it was my 20th birthday, mate. I know, mate. And me, my pals, my bird, and her pals, even though I would never call a woman my bird because I've got respect. And her pals went a night out to celebrate my birthday, my 20th birthday. Or about 20 odd days all mixed together. The only thing was that my pals and my bird's pals, even though I would never call them my bird, they'd never really met. No. One of my pals, let's call him Callum. He loves that wrestler Grado, right? And especially his Graham for the Isle of Man story. <laughs> and it just so happened that one of my bird's pal's boyfriends is also called Graham. So my bird's pal was really confused why Callum kept saying her boyfriend's name in a weird voice. <laughs> proclaiming his way, it was for a piece of land between England and Ireland. <laughs> How does that go again, Grado? Just remind me. Graham! I've got a friend for the Isle of Man called Graham! <laughs> Despite this, this wasn't the most embarrassing thing I did that night, but a backstory. Our boy Callum is also known for his ability to consensually pull lassies on a night out. <laughs> Wait a fucking minute here. His ability to consensually pull lassies. This is just funny the way the world is now, isn't it? That we need just getting that in there. I would just like to clarify that when I'm saying my mate is good at pulling lassies, what I mean is consensually pulling them. That's absurd. That's absurd. So my, my birthday was his perfect chance to find his next victim. Oh, that does say victim there. This is, this is fucking all the place. Oh, Back in the clubbing days, his tactics were weird, but somehow always successful. No, this night was going well. The shots were going down, the music was blasting, and Callum had found his way out of one of my girlfriend's pals. They had to off. You know, consensually had to off, ask him. They were laughing and giggling, and the next thing I knew, they were gaffing, smooching, and snogging the faces after one another. <laughs> no. This didn't come as any surprise to me or anybody who knows Callum. As the night progressed, Callum thought he'd have a couple of shots of absinthe upon the many other drinks he'd had. This is where Callum's night turned. As they were chatting, Callum began to feel something at the back of his throat. And as he was speaking, he spewed right over the lassie's arm and oil the flower. And when she confronted him with this, saying, Did you just spew on me? <laughs> Callum tried to deny it, replying, No. 
as if her arm wasn't ringing and covered in chunks. Luckily for her, the place was just about to shut, so she got up the road sharpish. However, Callum knew how to make his way home in what can only be described as the dodgiest of taxis. Upon entering, the driver put the child lock on and was swerving all over the road running red lights. With the only time he slowed down, this driver was to snort cocaine. <laughs> he was saying to Callum, if we get stopped, I'm not a taxi driver. I'm your pal, right? The driver kept proclaiming he only accepted cash and charged her boy £40 at his destination. Absinthe didn't only take out Callum but also me, however. I actually made it to the toilet, only this time I didn't shite up the walls or over my granddad's green carpet. It was a night of being sick all round. Speak soon. Your friend, Billy Gaddy. <laughs> And that <laughs> the legend that is Billy Gaddy man. And that <laughs> is it for wrestling daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcast. Mine from our content, there's loads this week. Video version is show or that shite getting <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft and all. What a great week it's been. Who is our listener of the week? I think Roscoe should get it for his uh, points on AEW. That he That's a wee shame for a minute, man. Aye, let's keep sorry Roscoe him, because man. he's worried. And just don't worry, just enjoy it. Well, the times are good, enjoy it. Be in the moment, live in the moment, and and strap that belt around your face. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure today this week. Remind everybody to please do watch the Scots. See if you can count any wrestling references in there. Guarantee. I noticed... Oh, is there? There's there's Easter eggs, is uh, there? Oh, off the top of my head, there's two that I can remember. Yep, yep. And of course, remember that uh, one of the British scene's favourite wrestler, Jack Jester, is in the show. Um, so check that out. The Scots own BBC iPlayer. Remember to check out Bowie at Breakfast. Remember to check out Go Radio in the mornings with Grado and Crofty. If indeed you know what a Crofty is. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Wrestling Daft. Up the road, Grado. It's your sound. Audio Frontier. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.